Well, it was pretty cool as we could see that affection that you have for songwriters when CMT did their Bluebird special. You were a prominent part of that. And it was cool to watch that because I learned a lot about songwriting in Nashville, kind of how it works. And it was really neat to see artists like you and Kathy perform at the Bluebird and, and try to help those songwriters out and shine a spotlight on them. And I'm sure your dad had a lot to do with that, too, growing up being raised by country music royalty and Mel Tillis. And I've heard different accounts from different artists who have parents in the business. And one common thread seems to be that it makes it hard for you to stand out because you're in their shadow. I know Hank Jr. has said that. Roseanne Cash has said the same thing. Was that your experience? So in the beginning, it was very difficult. Just because when I was ready to to get out there and try to make my mark, Daddy was at the peak of his career. I mean, he was everywhere. He was an entertainer of the year, and he was in commercials, and he was on all the big talk shows, you know, and he was just everywhere. And so, yeah, the the and it was always, before people have some reason to know who you are and what you do, it's just a natural thing for people to say, you know, talk about your dad, because they know about your dad, right? So that's, I never took offense at it. I, I, I understood it, but... I had to be really careful, you know, how I handled that. It kept me for the first few years of my career. Uh, Daddy and I didn't do a lot together. Uh, I just really had to, to carve out that space for myself. And I was I was relieved when, when I had enough hits that people knew my music and they knew who I was. And um, at a certain point, I was able to, to, you know, work with Dad again and, and, and people not think I was riding on his coattails. And that was so wonderful to stand on the stage next to him as a person who had their own, you know, their own career. And it kind of made, carved, you know, like I said, carved out a little place um, for myself in the business. And he was proud of that, too. He was he was my best PR. I was his best PR person, and he used to go out on stage. Uh, after I started having hit records, he would go out on stage, and he'd play a song, and then he'd say, Hello, everybody. I'm Mel Tillis. I'm Pam's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> It was just the most awesome thing. You talk about one of the all-time greats and an amazing storyteller and funny. Boy, was he funny. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> People still, I mean, the the great thing is, is he, you know, he's up up there in heaven and he's still making people laugh because people will come up to me in an autograph line and they'll start to tell some joke that he told and they'll crack themselves up thinking about it. And I'm like, that's just like Dad. He's he's making people laugh even after he's gone. So that's pretty cool. And then those stories get passed down. I learned about your dad from my dad, actually, and, and heard the story that he told about Johnny Paycheck, Johnny climbing through his window late at night, and your dad had to sing that somebody was coming in because he couldn't get the words out. You know, stories like that that get passed oh, yeah. down. You know, I, I think that's famous, awesome. Famous stories. It's, it's great. You go down I-40 in Nashville, Tennessee, and... The CMA, the Country Music um, Museum, puts up billboards of artists that they're doing exhibits on. And I'm proud to say that one of those billboards has my dad's picture, and it's a great picture of him as a 
really young man uh, in his uh, late 20s, and he's in one of those uh, sparkly rhinestone suits. <laughs> and uh, that makes me smile every time I pass it, and I'm actually going to call him and say, please don't take that down, because I really miss my dad, and every time I drive by that, it makes me really happy. But the other billboard that's up right now is um, Chris Christopherson. Oh. And, I, and I, when I drive by that billboard, I think to myself, where is the next Christofferson coming from? And can country music, can mainstream country music find a place for that, that kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a whole other area of music called Americana, and nobody makes any money at it, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Some real artistic stuff coming out but of it. I, but I do go, you know, who are, who are tomorrow's uh, Chris Christopherson's, and because of the way we get music and we stream music and there's not as much money, and uh, I didn't mean to get off into the nuts and bolts of, of this, but, but it is kind of interesting the way that people stream music now and you don't really get paid all the royalties that you get used to get paid. Um, you, you know, it's, it's made a lot of songwriters not be able to make it in Nashville. Uh, so that's an interesting thought. Where are they coming from? I will say, like, uh, in ter- terms of people that are really killing it, though, in, in country radio, I think Miranda Lambert is a great songwriter. Uh, she's, she's worthy. She's, her songs, I think she's really great. And I think, I love Eric Church. He is a, he is a hellacious songwriter. Yeah. And, um, and Chris Stapleton is a great songwriter. So there's some good stuff out there, no doubt. It's funny when you said that, those are three that came to mind. Chris was the first one that came to mind for me, but yeah, definitely Miranda and, and Eric as well. So, you know, we've talked about your new album. We've talked about a few of your hits that kind of get your career started when you look at everything in between, how has your music changed over the years? Um, the older I get, although Lori Morgan says, don't say that. Say, the more mature I've gotten, <laughs> <laughs> the more I appreciate two, two things. I appreciate my roots, you know, where where the musical background that I come from. It was a really neat time in, in country music. And, of course, that history is goes back even before you ever heard of Mel Tillis, you know, that was, you know, since they started up in, uh, with the Carter family and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, it's a long history. I, I encourage your, uh, what is it? The, um, oh gosh, the big country music series, the history of country music series that they did. All the PBS uh, special. Ken Burns. Yeah. Ken Burns. Yeah. I encourage people to, to watch that but um, um, I just think I really appreciate my roots and it's funny because I don't consider myself a traditional country artist I've always kind of mixed it up my my music is a real eclectic kind of grab bag of country mm-hmm. although now when I go out and play concerts people say tell me all the time thanks for keeping it country because now country from the 90s that's that's what people are thinking of sometimes as traditional compared to what they hear now and when i go to a big music festival and i hear how how much it's changed i go yeah i guess i am the new traditional so <laughs> it's kind of it's all relative and it, it's always changing i do know that but i do like i said i'm proud of uh proud of my roots what's interesting about today's music too pam is that it seems like it's kind of split into factions on the countryside where you have this group that's doing really 
kind of modern contemporary stuff. And then you've, you've got another group that's trying to be a little bit more traditional as well. So mm-hmm. in a way, you get the best of both worlds. Now, I know there's a lot of complaints out there that country isn't country enough. And I've been one of those saying that. But at least there are those like the Stapletons, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Ashley McBride. I would maybe even throw John Party in there that are at least making that attempt to keep that traditional sound alive. It's just there's something for everybody. Country music is so big, it was bound to split into factions. People like more than one flavor ice cream, you know. They want different <laughs> flavors. And and some of that really modern stuff um, is, is, is good, and there's a reason that it's popular. Some of it nobody will remember in a couple years, but some of it, i tell you a song that I heard that, um, the, um, that I thought, well, that's just great songwriting. And if you produce that song a different way, it could have won, you know, I'm thinking about all those BMI awards and those big songwriter awards, uh, ceremonies that we, we have here in Nashville. And I'm thinking that song would have won an award in any decade. Um, I thought that BB Rex, uh, uh, Florida Georgia line song, Meant to be, yeah. Yeah, it was so well written, and it's one of those ideas you go, why didn't, why did nobody else think of that? So there's there's still great music out there, and uh, and you know it's always kind of been that way. There was a lot of, I call it schlocky stuff in the 80s and the 90s. 